Greetings, everybody, and welcome to Podcast Unlocked, episode 40. This is IGN's best and only Xbox 360 podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Hopper, the head of IGN's Xbox channel. Joining me are my locksmiths, Peter Eichmanns. Hello. And Casey Lynch, Beard and Chief of what's, IGN. What's going on? Is, did we just go over the hill? Is 40 over the hill? We are over the hill. We are, oh, man. We are oh, old folks. Oh, man. Well, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that means about my birthday this year. But... Oh. 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 But let's not get to that. That's months away. Exactly. It is. It's months away. And speaking of, we are now in a new year. What? So, how was your holidays, guys? It was lovely. Yeah? Some downtime with friends and family. Sounds awesome. Stayed home a lot. Played cool. some games. Went outside. Saw the sun, too. Nice. Yeah. yeah you guys had sun winter. here. <laughs> yeah, you went all the way to the, the northwest, didn't you? That's right. Um, I went home to Boise, Idaho. Whoa. And uh, hung out. Got to see some friends and family. It was nice. Um, it was really cold. Yeah. Uh, the weather wasn't so bad, though. It actually uh, uh, rained one night. We were there. Like a pretty awesome thunderstorm. I'm a big fan of thunderstorms. I like them. Me too. I think they're fun. They're rare around here, but I like them too. Yeah, damn. Yeah. But I do, I do like thunderstorms. Uh, Gaming-wise, I played some Batman. That's what I was playing Ooh. too. I was in definite need of catching up on that one. That's super high on my list of games that I absolutely need to finish before 2013. And I played uh, some Skyward Sword, which I gotta admit is really, really growing on me. Yeah, yeah, it's I, really slow to start. Yeah, but it's fun. Yeah, I've been having once it a, gets into it. I've been having a great time with it so far. You've been playing it too, Casey. What do you What do you think? I, I'm not as far into it as you are. I'm at the. Uh, I think it, is it the first temple with the eyeball thing where you have to. You have to. Yeah, you gotta do the, the like circle move yeah <laughs> um or, or confuse it or something and roll the eyeball out of the socket but um <laughs> yeah. but I, I like it a lot i'm still not 100 percent sold on the controls but that may just be my old curmudgeonly self um, <laughs> just wanting to have an actual physical controller in my hand as opposed to waggling stuff but i get mm-hmm. it I, I think the mechanics are sound um insofar as you can tell a lot of thought was put into it um Given that you know you have to actually str- uh, block vertical strikes, and you mm-hmm. know the the way that you uh, that you attack is is accounted for, so it's not just um, button presses. But so I don't know. I, I need to yeah. spend some more time with it, though. I spent more time playing Skyrim, honestly. And, and, uh, that and the Old Republic. Cool. Do you, how do you feel on Skyrim? Skyrim, um, there's parts of it that I really like, and there's also parts of it that just sort of take me out of the experience. Um, it's I, you know it it's it still feels a lot like um an upgraded version of Oblivion to me and I mean I loved mm. Oblivion mm-hmm. but um I mean a lot's happened since Oblivion came out in 2006 so it just it feels I don't know it, it, it's hard to shake off this feeling that I've just done it all before um there's moments where I get completely swept away in it but um there's also times where I just I feel like I'm going through the motions hmm. I agree with that good sentiment yeah I played, uh, finally, totally a little bit off the wall, but finally played Fruit Ninja Connect. Oh, yeah. Oh. Just on a whim. 
super fun. It has no right to be as fun as it is. <laughs> really? It is extremely Like, I had fun. a blast with it. I didn't, I was like, okay, connect, you know, play with this, yeah. whatever. And then I was just, I was having a great time. Now, it's like, got the family together on Christmas, we're playing Fruit Ninja Connect. Good right. time. Now, see, that's one of the ways to play a game like that. Like, yeah. I, I remember um, when the Connect first came out, we started playing um, games with the whole family just sort of on a whim, and you just start throwing stuff in, and you're like, oh, this looks like it could be fun. Oh, this might be fun. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And in that setting, it's cool. I just, I, I wonder, um, you know, about the longevity of games. And Fruit yeah. Connect uh, is a downloadable game, so it's not quite as expensive. Exactly. But, you know, the value proposition of going yeah. out and spending 50 or $60 on a game that you're going to play on a whim when, when you have family over is, is a little harder. But right. um, So you really liked it. Like, our, our review, I remember when yeah. Greg played it, he, he wasn't was just, super stoked on it. He was it. a little annoyed that it was, you know, the exact same as the iPhone game, and, like, mm. that's a $1 app, whereas this is, you know, $15 downloadable game. I don't know if I agree with that, that it's just like the iPhone game. If you tried to play... Uh, Try to like swing your arms around and get all crazy, yeah, like you do in Fruit Ninja Connect. It can pick up your, your feet phone. too, yeah. So you can kick fruit, amazing. And there's like awesome. the the co-op modes, and you know you got both your silhouettes on there, and you're probably gonna hit each other. But it's super fun, you know, leaderboards, all that business. I had a great mm-hmm. time with it. I was not expecting it. <clears throat> I've only played great. the uh, trial version. Okay, but would you say, like content-wise, am I missing a lot by just playing? You know. Not really. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a one or two trick pony. Right. You know, not too well trained okay. as far as ponies go, but it's fun. Like yeah. it's the kind of thing where if we have a bunch of people over or families over, like we'll probably pop it in and go for high score. It's not something I'm going to go home like, oh man, I'm going to you know play some Fruit Ninja by myself tonight before I go to bed. It's not that kind of thing at all. Yeah. But I think that's kind of how Connect rolls because like all all the Connect games are more fun when there's people around and like people waiting for turns or seeing when they can jump in that kind of thing. That's true. There there definitely is a a non-inhibition factor when you're playing a connect game that's you know it's just more fun with people it's yeah. like it's like uh when you know rock band first came out and no one would want to be the singer and now suddenly everyone <laughs> wants to be the singer right exactly took some time yeah and those kind of games are fun in a, in a social situation it was the same sort of phenomenon that i think we all experienced when the Wii first came out yeah mm-hmm. where you're just not thinking you're just sitting there enjoying something together yeah um and th- I think that there's a tremendous amount of appeal for most Connect games in, in that respect. Um, outside of that, again, it's I, I don't find myself popping Connect games in the console after the kids have gone <laughs> yeah. to bed, and I'm yeah. and I think to myself, what do I want to play tonight, and what do I want to get caught up on? I, I, right. Connect titles aren't usually the go-to. Uh, games for me yeah and i i don't think they're ever going to really hit that that stride of saturation at least not dedicated connect games yeah um but i mean there are some there are definitely some really fun experiences like the gun stringer i mean that, exactly i think that's that's definitely a game that you can play by yourself but if you're playing it around people like that game is freaking hilarious yeah like i love the way it's written i love the and like two player works well I yeah i that with my wife like, yeah super fun absolutely i mean it's that's that's a great game that's yeah. an awesome example of what you can do with Connect. I know, that's the thing. Like we have th- just these handful of examples of what's yeah. really fun with Connect and the majority still aren't there. Yeah. So here's to hoping maybe 2012 can do more with it. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see. Speaking of 2012, uh, what are you guys looking forward to in the coming year? I know we've we've touched on a lot of things. I think it's it's sneaking up on me, but Mass Effect 3 is what I'm most excited for, oh, for in sure. the short term. But also Sleeper uh Sleeper hit probably that I'm excited for, Kingdoms of Amalur. 
Oh yeah, it looks amazing. It does, and it's such like it just feels under the radar. Even though we, mm. you know, we see new videos, it's weird. and screenshots yeah. and stuff all the time. Yeah, it's just it's not quite at that point where I know enough about it to. I, I totally agree with you. I mean, we've been like we at IGN have been talking about it a lot. Yeah, I mean, there have been a lot of uh, features and videos that we've been putting up for this game, but it still feels like one of those real under the radar sleeper games, mm-hmm. which is so weird because <laughs> EA is behind it. It's got Ra Salvatore. Um, Kurt Schilling. Kurt Schilling. <laughs> <laughs> Our own Ryan Geddes works there now. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, uh, uh, Todd McFarlane. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, there, there's some huge talent behind this game. I think it might be one of those things that's not really, might not catch heat until people get their hands on it. Yeah. You can actually feel what the combat's like, feel what the whole thing's about. Um, I feel like it might be the same for me. Like, I saw the first demo, what, like nine months ago, last mm-hmm. March? And... Um, yeah, I mean, it was like, wow, this looks really cool. But then yeah. it kept kind of like slipping back because you didn't, you right. know, it's not quite there yet. I don't know. It When I first started hearing about this title, it struck me as something that was too good to be true. Because <laughs> yeah. when you have this situation where you have these big names like... Uh, like Kurt Schilling and his 38 Studios that he founded, um, you have guys like um, <clears throat> Todd McFarlane. You know, you, you have these giant personalities and these names that people can pick out. <clears throat> and that they people who they know and you, you lump them together and you say okay you're gonna make a game together you know it it seems like an episode of the surreal life more than it seems like games development <laughs> so i mean it, it seemed like something that that could happen or you know it, if it didn't happen it wouldn't be a huge shocker but i mean we're coming up on it i mean the game is just about out and yeah now we get to see what it's all about yeah so i'm looking forward to that yeah it's hard to look beyond um, the early months because you know, it seems like through maybe March are the only times we have real strict release dates for things coming this year, mm-hmm. I feel like. I know there's a lot of big titles with like a 2B, TBD, you know, Q1, yeah. Q2 sort of thing, but right. at least what's concretely shown up in stores, I don't know, I think those are my two I'm looking forward to this this early 2012. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm all about Bioshock Infinite. Ah, yes. I mean, that game is... So excited for that game. I, I was one of the people who actually really, really enjoyed too. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people talked crap about it when it first came out, and it got it got a bad rep for having you know multiplayer and <laughs> all that kind of weird shit. But you know, I I really liked it. I had a great time playing too. I liked the story. It wasn't quite as good as the uh, the uh, first game. Yeah. You know, there weren't the the real oh shit moments that that Bioshock One had. But, you know, it was it was a fun, solid game. And it was great to be able to go back to Rapture and see that kind of very, you know, vivid art direction that the that the team had created with the first game and, you know, adapted for the second game. And that's the thing that really excites me the most about Bioshock Infinite is yeah. how it's the same design principles, the same kind of, you know, ideas and, and like, you know, retro-futuristic, um, which is a really... <laughs> oxymoronical term isn't right it? yeah but you, you know what i'm trying to say like the yeah uh, almost steampunk in a way like their their approach to the to the design and the overall aesthetic but done like almost a complete 180 with the with the new the new uh city up in the air columbia right That's correct what it's called yeah. yeah yeah just the art design of the first two were seriously amazing yeah like that's just it set a new bar for games even i think mm-hmm. those two um so i'm curious to see yeah what the rest of uh city looks like yeah it's going to be really awesome. Who knows when it's coming, though? Next year. We don't. Or, I mean, this year. It is uh, next this year. year. Yeah, it is. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Week. <laughs> oh, gosh. 
Yeah, I mean, there, there's so many good games coming out. I mean, I, there's lots of little games that mm-hmm. I have my eye on, like Nino Kuni, mm-hmm. um, Black Knight Sword, Cinemore. Yeah, those uh, are great. Even Journey, which unfortunately is a PS3 exclusive. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I, I love that game company. Flower is still just one of uh, my favorite sort of weird come down games. I, yeah. I think we've mentioned this before, but that's one of those yeah. games after an intense, uh, you know, night of multiplayer. It's awesome just to play Flower and sort of chill yeah. out. I mean, I can. <laughs> you're like, yeah. it's not a real game. Well, no, the, just wind. My thing with Flower, I I totally understand its its value. It's it's really cool looking game. It's really serene. <laughs> I totally understand the experiences that people are having with it as well. Like just this really kind of relaxing style of game. You know, really non traditional and cool for that. Like I, one hundred percent props to that game company. It's just not for me. It's not when I <laughs> when I get into a game and I'm playing something that's not what I want or what I'm expecting. I'm I'm the same way about like neck rubs and back rubs. Like I can't stand them. <laughs> what? I'm serious. Like so weird. like when people no, like I, I hear you, but that's just a bizarre connection yeah. you just drew there. It's it's the same I don't know. It it's just that like relax the the idea of like, okay, well, this is going to relax you when it doesn't. Like I Personally, I'm a lot more relaxed when I'm pulling off headshots and shit. Like I find that cathartic and it's like that very that, ween, that ween song. I understand it, but I don't want it. Yeah, that's the one. Did you say <laughs> wings or ween? Ween. Oh my god, I love ween. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, okay, S- Stephen, back to the real world here. Um, flower. Yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. So, uh, but I would say, I mean, in addition to Mass Effect Three and Bioshock Infinite, the game I'm probably most excited about is Halo Four. Um, oh yeah. I'm a yeah. giant, lifelong Halo fan. Um, I don't know. You know Halo's like one of those games. Sometimes, like uh, Call of Duty, that just gets a bunch of crap because mm-hmm. maybe too many people like it, or mm-hmm. it's such a big game. I don't know why. I don't care. I love Halo. Um, I'm so excited to see it this year. Um, and uh, we're looking forward to visiting 343 Industries here sometime soon and uh, getting the skinny on the game, um, getting a first look at it, getting our hands on it. Um, But I would say for me, that's probably my most anticipated game of 2012. That's a huge one. I mean, and it's kind of weird that we really don't know that much about it quite yet. Yeah. I mean, they've, 343 have done a great job, well, I guess a great job, depending on who you ask, (laughs) of, you know, really playing it close to the chest and not releasing pretty much any information on the game everything that you know we can try to say about it and how One it's going to be last june yeah that's it yeah and right. i mean but everything else that we can possibly say about the game at this point is going to be pure conjecture mm-hmm. for sure now we know that um it's the beginning of a new trilogy it's yeah. called the reclaimer trilogy mm-hmm. um and they did debut a whole bunch of concept art during halo fest and we've covered off on that before um but still to your point steven it, it, it is sheer conjecture just looking at the stuff to to try and come up with what it could be. Um, there's lots of um, uh, structures in the art that could be Forerunner. Um, yeah. There's stuff that could be Old Covenant. Um, there's, you know, it could be a mishmash of new technology. Who knows? Um, there's all sorts of different theories. In fact, we did a big rewind theater on the content that came out of Halo Fest. But either way, I'm stoked. I, you know, yeah. I, I'm interested to see the next chapter of Master Chief's story, but I also just am interested in seeing what 343 do with the multiplayer. I think ha- Halo Reach added to the Halo canon. As someone who's been playing Halo since uh, Combat Evolved and especially uh, Halo 2, mm-hmm. um, I think there were a lot of improvements with Halo Reach and a lot of people sort of associate that with the core Halo experience now, but I would love to see a return to um, some of the earlier mechanics um, mm-hmm. uh, that were so prevalent in Halo 2 and Halo 3. So Okay. 
Would you like to see uh, dual wielding? I would like to see dual wielding swords. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That'd be awesome. No, I, you know, I just, uh, I don't know. I, I'd have to think about it if I were to put together a wish list. I mean, I, I think that the guys at Bungie did such a great job taking that, uh, the initial core experience of combat evolved and continuing to expand upon it throughout the trilogy mm-hmm. uh, and even ODST and then later with Reach. Um, so I'm just, I just, uh, I get giddy about it. I love Halo. Yeah. I fucking love it. So Yeah, it's going to be huge this year it's gonna be awesome though um but going a bit more recently pete you played uh or you're in the process of playing rather nfl blitz nfl blitz tell us about it and this is almost our first review of the year but you got beat out by uh postal Postal (laughs) three postal three (laughs) which we gave a giant 5.5 i know by the time you're listening to this our nfl blitz review will probably be up that's right cool um i've been playing it non-stop since i got a copy of it Mm -hmm. um it's super fun. It's great. Like it it's looks really it's fun. down to like it's basically like a high def version of the original arcade one at its you know mm-hmm. most basic level. Like the plays are the same. There's still like a sub zero play mm-hmm. from the old midway days. Um, but is uh, is the bomb still in there? Yes, the <laughs> bomb <laughs> <you remember> returns. <laughs> like the plays are the I same. I mean, literally, you could throw the ball all the way across the field. It's still there. <laughs> still there. Just just huck it. It's amazing. Um. And yeah, down to the animations and the tackles and like the suplexes, all this stuff is back. Like the one omission that purists are probably going to be annoyed with. I know Steven's already, he's it's like sucking one. his breath in. <laughs> I'm ready um, for it. it. There's no after the whistle tackles. Oh, Ouch. what? Flag on the play. So wait, damn. You, that means you have to watch your opponent do their celebrations in the end zone. You can't just take them out. Man. That means that as soon as the whistle BS. blows... Uh, you just watch it happen. It's over. So what? showboating has to be watched. You, yeah, showboating's mm-hmm. there. What about pass interference? Can oh, absolutely. Pass okay, anything during the while the whistle, like while the clock's running, is fair game. Still, okay. Like you'll you'll juggle, you know, players like a fighting game. Like you'll mm-hmm. hit them once, twice, and they'll just be bouncing around in the air. Like it's fantastic. All the straight gameplay before the whistle is there and mm. awesome. Like you can still turn on big head mode. There's shrunken head mode. You can change the ball to all kinds of different crazy colors. You mm-hmm. can unlock a zombie team, a hot dog mascot team. <laughs> like it's super yes. fun. It has all you, amazing. You know the originals uh, had those like you could input the the three digit logo codes to unlock different things. That, that's back. You just have to figure out what they all are again. Man. Like I accidentally unlocked big head mode on one of my first matches. You know, and made it super <laughs> exciting. Um, so so Peter. Uh, 2012 game of the year, NFL Blitz. So far, yes. <laughs> it, great Better game than Postal or the 3. greatest. Game. <laughs> oh. And there's there's new modes. There's like the the ultimate team style Madden and FIFA mm-hmm. thing where you collect packs of cards and build out a team. There's oh, th- wow. that version in NFL Blitz. So you earn points by playing online for having like most running yards and winning. Even if you lose, you'll still bring home some points. Mm-hmm. And you buy new card packs and build out the perfect team. Um, and there's a Blitz Gauntlet mode that looks straight up like the old original Mortal Kombat combat ladder, oh, where um, you'll play like NFL teams for a few matches, and then you'll have a boss fight, which will be against mm-hmm. like lions or zombies against, like, or three robots. teams at once. So it's just like Mortal Kombat, <laughs> <laughs> not quite like that, but it, it's a fun thing. One of my other qualms, I mean, I'm, I can't knock it too much for taking out after the fact hits because we're not reviewing it based on the old one it's it's its mm-hmm. own thing um one of the things that kind of annoyed me i realized later though here's this arcade like bite-sized thing like you run in you run around have fun it's really fast paced that sort of thing but you can't change the length of the quarters 
Like it's two minute quarters, like short yeah. enough, right? But still, if you play out a two minute quarter game, uh, it still takes 20, 30 minutes. So let's say you're creaming someone online, you know, like 30 to 2. Yeah. Are they really going to stick around after 20 minutes if, you know, there's still a few minutes left in the game to play this thing out? Right. What, what if, if you're in a hurry? Or what if you're playing with a friend yeah. and you want to go for like a super high scoring game and want to make it longer? You also can't do that. Interesting. Yeah. That's always an issue with playing sports games online. Like right. whether you're able yeah, to, exactly. however you're able to adjust the, uh, the length of your play period. People usually quit if you're just totally destroying mm-hmm. them. So now, yeah. speaking of creaming um, uh, teams, that actually sounded weird, but <laughs> <laughs> that's what you said. Um, but uh, how is the AI? Because um, one thing that I remember from the old games, um, and people used to call it like just getting straight up midway, would, would be you'd be playing a game and you'd be totally winning. And then at the end of the game, every play you'd have a fumble or there'd be an interception. You're just like, what the hell? No, I haven't noticed anything that regularly that changes like that. I mean, I think to make a close game, there definitely are. Like, I feel like you're right. Interceptions do pop up a bit more near the end. Mm -hmm. But I've had like a lot of amazing comebacks myself where I've come back from a huge deficit to win. And I've had them catch up slightly towards, you know, when I was way ahead. But I haven't. Nothing's happened so across all difficulties where I've been like, ah, oh, come on. So the AI is tuned. What you're saying is, so there's mutual creaming, <laughs> right? So a whole lot of cream. So you're doing some creaming. You're getting creamed on. All right, this is totally gross. Wow. Let's keep going. Awesome. But uh, you know, uh, NFL Blitz, it's great. I'm having fun with it. Awesome. You can read the full review. Video review will be up shortly. Um, and this is the uh, this is the second such midway. Um, sports property that's been revived yeah. within the NBA past Jam few months. Was yep. back. Oh, another thing, NFL Blitz, the announcers, same guys from NBA Jam. Yeah. They're really funny. Like, they're, call- they're miscalling plays for you. They're talking about what they had for lunch. Like, just off-the-wall kind of stuff that's nice. quite funny. And the game's available live on Xbox Live. Yes, it's out now yes, on Xbox now. Live. 1,200 Microsoft points. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it, I think to survive, it's going to need a good online community because that's where a lot of the longevity is. And I've been able to find matches, of course, today because it just came out. But um, hopefully people keep on playing it because there's like local leaderboards, that sort of stuff. You work your way up the local ranks. It knows where you are. Nice. So it's fun. Competition is fun. I can't wait to check it out. Um, I would like to see more Midway properties. I like this trend. I like the idea that, you know, the the revival of NBA Jam, uh, Mortal Kombat even yeah. earlier in the year. I mean, yeah, you exactly. consider that to be earlier Midway last revival. year. It's 2012 now, Steve. <laughs> I'm so behind. So behind. And now with NFL Blitz, I would like to see San Francisco Rush come back. Ooh. All right. I think that would be a really cool one to, like, readapt with new HD graphics and stuff. I was just uh, home for the, for the holidays, and uh, my sister had plugged in her Nintendo 64, and we were playing that for, like, <laughs> God, I don't know, hours. It oh, was man, such yeah, a fun that. game. Such an awesome game. And I think it's, it's ripe. You know, I mean, there, there have been a lot of, there, there really haven't been that many uh, racing games of note. Um, recently, aside from, of course, you know, Forza 4. Oh, that. Oh, that one. But, I mean, in terms of, like, real high-profile, um, like, arcade-style racers. Arcade-style, I definitely haven't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we haven't had a, a proper burnout in a while now. I think the last proper burnout was Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, you know, since then, burnout it's been crash. extremely light. Yeah, and, I mean, if we could if we could come back and have another another Rush game, I think that'd be awesome. That would be cool. That's what I'm looking forward to. There's the new, um, don't know too much about it yet, but the new Dirt Showdown, just like a more arcadey version of the Dirt series is coming out in a few months. Yeah. I'm going to play that in a few weeks here. I'll let you guys know all about it. Yeah, absolutely. Keep an eye out for that one. 
Um, another game that I've actually been playing quite a bit of recently is uh, Silent Hill Downpour. Now, I haven't really given two shits about the Silent Hill franchise <laughs> since since Silent How Hill many Two. Shits have you given, man? Since all the way to two, huh? You didn't two, even, yeah. you didn't even like the room. The room was okay. Like that's where it. I kind of lost it. I was like, all right, the room. The room's good, but You're eh. like, guys, we have Fatal Frame now. It doesn't really matter. Fatal Frame was awesome. <laughs> Fatal Frame Two, Crimson Butterfly. Ooh. That was some scary shit. I like that game. And then Second Sight, it doesn't really matter anymore. <laughs> You're just like, Silent Who? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, Silent Hill 2 was I'm put, for I'm me... putting words in your mouth, I'm sorry. That's all right. You you keep on. Silent Hill 2 was um, probably the scariest game I've ever played, hands down. Hmm. Um, there have been some great scary games recently. Uh, Silent Hill 2, or not Silent Hill 2, uh, Dead Space 2. Yeah, welcome creepy. back to the podcast. So, uh, Dead Space 2 was really freaking scary and a great game from last year. Um, but for me, hands down, Silent Hill 2 has always been the scariest game. When I play, uh, when I was playing the, the early build that we've had in the office for Downpour, um, a lot of things reminded me of how I felt when I first played Silent Hill 2. Oh, that was good. Hmm. Like the, the real sense of ambience and atmosphere and, you know, the, the, the enemies and... Uh, there's this part where Do you they just kill like, the draw distance so that it looks like it's really foggy. <laughs> um, Creepier that way. There's quite a bit of that, okay. but see, see, but it's, it's more realistic. Yeah. It's it's not just like they're they're bumping out the draw distance. It actually feels like you're walking through some fog. That's good. Some inversion, Whoa. as it were. Yeah. <laughs> but see, so the game's not Silent Hill fog pour. It's Silent Hill downpour. So it's <laughs> like fog so, pour. So you're actually having to <laughs> deal with. Uh, water as uh, yeah, sort of a almost like a um, a character in the game. Yeah, or it has it has a significant <clears throat> role in the game, right? Yes, water uh, more so than another water games. and and rain and precipitation all factor in very heavily. Uh, the more it rains, the more enemies will start to pour out at you. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch! Hey guys, it's the first podcast of the year. Now, some slack. <laughs> now, you've been spending some time with it, Stephen. How yeah. much of an influence do you think uh, the Christian Slater vehicle Hard Rain was on Silent Hill Town It's actually directly based on it. See, I, I no, was wondering. That's no, true. that's not at all. That's okay. absolutely not true. How about, um, however, what about Alan Wake? Alan Wake? Um, I can I definitely like I see... Saw one, the first trailer I saw, Silent Hill Downpour, and this kind of stuck mm-hmm. with me, reminded me like the mountains, the woods... Kind of like the Northwest style setting. Yeah. Because it's the same sort of thing, right? And especially if it's rain, it's got to be in the Northwest. Right. Yeah. Um, well, it's... A little bit. So now, a little interesting fact. Um, mm-hmm. With Silent Hill Downpour, uh, geographically, it, it, it's in a brand new region of the Silent Hill uh, territory or world map, as it were. Right. That's um, in the southeastern region, I believe. Yes. And we've never been there before in the uh, during the Silent Hill canon. Correct. So it is a little woodsier, right? Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely is. Um, you're going to run into a lot of different scenes that you haven't seen in previous Silent Hill games. Uh, on the other side of that coin, though, there are a lot of you know fan favorite areas like the hospital um, and uh, a, a lot of the different spots that uh, gamers might be used to from playing Silent Hill games in the series that they're not going to see. Yeah, um, so I heard the hospital doesn't show up. I yeah, heard the school no hospital. doesn't show up. Nope. Um, wow. So it's so it's interesting. I, I mean, it yeah, sounds I mean, like they're trying to do something a little bit different. It's the same thing with. Um, I mean, they're introducing a brand new character, this yes. Murphy Pendleton guy. Right. Um, now, t- tell us a little bit about him. I mean, I, I've heard that he's a prisoner. He's yeah. um, Murphy is definitely a mystery. Um, 
I, did, I can't really say too much about the very opening salvo of the game. Um, however, I will say that you do learn more about Murphy as you go along, and you do kind of influence his development as a character as you go along. Huh. Like, there are opportunities where you'll have to make a choice. Like, let's say, you know, early on in the game, like, one of the, 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 the impetus for you arriving in Silent Hill as Murphy, uh, your bus that you're riding on to go to a, a more maximum facility... A, a, a bigger prison. A maximummer. Maximummer. More morksum. Security. Maximum. Yes. Maximum security prison. <laughs> yeah, a more max security prison. <laughs> um, your bus crashes and you end up in Silent Hill. And now, just uh, stop there for a second. What the hell? Like, what? How would you feel as a person if you were in total lockdown, maximum security? You're mm-hmm. on a bus. You you suffer through and endure and survive a a wreck and you get out and you're stranded <laughs> in silent hill like what, would wouldn't glow. you just be like what the fuck i mean why you'd be couldn't like it yay be, and then you'd be like boo take me back to and you'd prison. be like shit how, i'm in I silent mean, hill how different of a game would it be is if it you know the the bus rolled over and it was in some suburb there's a jack-in-the-box there <laughs> it'd be a completely different <laughs> get game. some snacks very, right i'd venture to say it's but not I mean, a silent hill game in that what game. kind of luck does, is old murph having here i mean murph's got some hard luck so anyways i interrupted but no 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 uh, just you know it's poor Murphy. Yeah. I guess I shouldn't um, say poor Murphy. Why is he in jail? <laughs> you, I... Should we not tell us? I, I'm spoiler! not going to tell you. It's a huge spoiler. It's important, though. Okay. But it's it's cool. So now, why Murphy? This is a brand new guy. Is there, is yeah. there any connection between him and the last uh, Silent Hill proper game? There which is was not. Homecoming? Um, Murphy, um, Murphy is a brand new character to the series. And uh, one thing that you'll notice and when you play Downpour is that it focuses a lot more heavily on him as a protagonist huh. than the previous games have. Like, um, usually the city itself, or the, the town, rather, of Silent Hill plays a giant role in, you know, the development of the game. However, this time around, you're focused almost primarily on Murphy. You see a lot of things of him when he's, you know, still in prison, um, leading up to him being in Silent Hill. You you see pieces of his personality and of his history that will come through at specific points in the game's plot, oh. which is a really, really cool way of, of you know, approaching the series. I mean, it's, you know, from, from Murphy's standpoint, it's definitely a lot more of a personal Silent Hill game than the previous mm. ones have been. Interesting. Uh, did you guys play Homecoming? I didn't finish Homecoming. Yeah, I didn't either. either. Um, yeah. And this Homecoming is about Alex Shepard and his kid. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I I didn't play Origins. Did, did he, either of you guys? The, play the I haven't PSP played Silent Hill yeah. since PS One. And then oh, what, wow. what was the uh, the Wii one that came out not too long ago? Too? It was a uh, Shattered Memories. There you that? go. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And that was also on PS Two. Okay, it was Wii and PS Two. Gotcha. So now this is is this the eighth Silent Hill game? Would this be it is. this is this, this would is, be Silent Hill Eight? Yeah, it it was called Silent Hill Eight for a while until they decided Gosh. to call it Downpour. So that <laughs> been a lot. So guys, that's where we are <laughs> on, on the on the continuum of gaming. We, we're it's 2012, we've, y'all. We've <laughs> arrived at 2012, and we are on Silent Hill fucking eight. It's gonna be the year of the eights. Like last year was year of threes. Somehow this is just gonna be the eights. Uh, it's the year of the eights and the Holy thirteen hell. twos. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Doubling up on thirteen two. <laughs> so um, so now real quick, tell us a little bit about the gameplay. Is it um, is it melee? Is it uh, is it um, more like flight? Like do you have run away from stuff. Is it? Is there a lot of puzzles? Yes, there's a lot of all of those things. It is a lot more combat focused than Silent Hill games have been previously, but there are still a decent amount of puzzles and some some pretty tough ones. You can still adjust the difficulty on the puzzles themselves. Oh really? Um, yeah, which is something yeah. that you've yeah. historically been able to do in the in the Silent Hill franchise. 
Um, but yeah, it is definitely a lot more combat heavy. It's very melee heavy. Um, what it what this game introduces is uh, two two different things in terms of melee combat. Uh, the first thing you can only hold one melee weapon at a time. You can have a gun, which you can have holstered on your person. Um, but you know, if you've played Silent Hill games, you know how unreliable guns can be in terms of you know trying to scour down ammo and uh, yeah. you know aiming and how actually powerful they are. I mean, and it makes sense because the people in the Silent Hill franchise, you know, they're not they're not you know marksmen. They're just normal people who get chucked not, into the city. They're not mercenaries. They're not mercenaries. They're this not is very the expendables. True. They're absolutely not the expendables. <laughs> Can you imagine the expendables in Silent Hill? That would be a, <laughs> That'd be Silent amazing. Silent Hill expendables. That'd be amazing. Wow. Expendable Hill. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is definitely a lot more combat heavy. You can only hold one melee weapon at a time, and they degrade as you use them. Oh. Oh, so wait. Really? They degrade. So they break? Very quickly. Yes. <sighs> So, so can you, uh, is there a lot of stuff you can pick up? There like, are. All over the place? There are absolutely a lot of things that you can okay. pick up. You can find basically anything that you can find lying on the ground you can use as a melee weapon. So you can pick up a stick and, you know, knock enemies around. You can find, like, a rock laying on the side of, of, the, of the road and pick that up, and that so, becomes a melee weapon. So it's a little bit like Dead Rising as far as yeah. the, the volume huh. of uh, potential weapons around you. It is, but you're not but picking they, up, like... Well, giant yeah. foam swords or <laughs> and Mega Man hats. And Which would make Silent Hill different. Yeah, that would be a very different Silent Hill game. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, and I think that that helps add to the, uh, you know, the, the intensity factor. The fact that you can only have one melee weapon at a time and, you know, they, they break down fairly quickly. So it adds a new element to the combat of like, okay, well, you know, this, this axe that I have is just about done for. I need to get away from this current fight and scrounge up, you know, a butcher knife if I can find one really quick or, or a table chair or something. <laughs> now, uh, our initial impressions of the game um, weren't super positive. Yeah. So you've been spending more time with it. What do you think of it now? I think it's definitely come a long way from when we last saw it. Um, the initial... Yeah, the, the initial response to the game was definitely warranted because at the time um, it was scheduled for an October release and we had done our preview in, I believe, September or late, late August. Um, so the game was, for all intents and purposes, a month away. Yeah. And it was in really sore shape with only a month to go in development. So I, our concerns were very warranted. But, you know, luckily uh, the, the team at uh, Konami and uh, Vatra Games, the, uh, the developer... Um, you know, they, they took that criticism to heart and made the right choice, I think, by pushing the game back to March. Cool. So, you know, with that added time and development, there have been, you know, ample opportunity for them to, to polish up quite wasn't working, um, you know, fix the, the floaty nature of the combat, um, you know, just add a general layer of polish to the whole experience. And uh, it, I, from what I've played, I really think that's going to pay off for them. Now, is Rada Mitchell in the game? Rada Mitchell? She's the star of the Silent Hill films. The actress that played. Of the, oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Isn't that her? Yeah, oh. she was the... The, R Rordo? the, the mom. <laughs> the mom, no. right? The one who is looking for her daughter in the first movie. They're all looking for someone. So <laughs> That's true. Now, uh, but no, she's, she's not in. Um, I'm sorry to say. Does the does this new game have any connection to the films that are coming out? Because I we had heard that you know in addition to the game not looking super great a month before ship that mm -hmm. there was going to just be sort of this groundswell of Silent Hill stuff happening in the beginning of the new year, which would include yeah. uh, news on the uh, upcoming film and then also yeah. this Silent Hill HD collection that's coming out. Uh, so, yeah, right. Um, so do we know anything about the new movie? 
Um, not much, aside from... I, all I personally know is that it's called Silent Hill Revelations, which is kind of a uh, little derivative of a title, considering everything that comes out this day is some sort of revelation. That's right. Like, who's having all these revelations is what Def- I want to know. Definitely like who's going, Ezio. Eureka! Yeah, exactly, Ezio. Eureka, Assassin's Creed! <laughs> Eureka, Resident Evil! It's a revelation. So now, given your enthusiasm for Silent Hill 2, are you super stoked for the HD collection? Because that's Silent Hill 2 and 3, I think. Yes. Right? I am I am pretty excited about it. Um, the one thing that kind of makes me a little sad, I guess, was uh, they didn't go for the uh, superior Xbox port when they created it. It's actually mm. based, it's ported from the PS2 version. So all the cool things that you could do, all the all the added features. Um, well, aside from the uh, the the one side mission that you uh, got in the Xbox version, that is there. But you can't do things like you can't turn off the the film grain. Oh. So when you play the film grain in HD, it doesn't look like film grain. It just looks <laughs> like weird Tron pixels all over the screen. Oh, weird. Like a dusty world. Like Yeah, like some sort of weird digital feedback that doesn't, doesn't say film grain to me. Hmm. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, we'll, we'll see, though, because um, that actually just got pushed back as well. That was supposed to be out this month, but um, I believe oh. yesterday oh. Um, Konami pushed it to uh, March, I think. What? Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, man. That's true. I'm writing that down. That's the thing. I'm going to call Konami. When it does show up, it might be time for me to play a little catch-up, finally. Yeah, but... the some Silent Hills. The, I just wish... It doesn't feel like a huge collection for me, because it's only two and three. Yeah. yeah. I mean, granted, those were the best ones. Um, Where's four through seven? Basically, yeah. What four through at. seven, or even one. Like, why couldn't they have yeah. made one super awesome and great-looking and throw that on the disc but wasn't meant to be no dice konami well um hopefully they're gonna make silent hill 8 great (laughs) (laughs) i like that that's that's the tagline that was lame that's the one all right that is the one all right uh let's move on to our email segment okay yair says Everyone agrees that 2011 had a lot of high-profile, AAA, awesome games that a lot of people played. In your opinion, what are some of the hidden gems of last year? Also, what games do you think that people should pay attention to in 2012? My game to look for has to be Tomb Raider. Yeah. I think that's a big one. Tomb Raider is going to be uh, awesome. I'm surprised that there hasn't been like a whole lot of fervor about the game because it looks really good. I they mean, haven't it, shown off that much more since E3 either, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's been pretty quiet. Yeah. Um, yeah, Tomb Raider's a big one. Yeah. Um, hidden gems? But um, yeah, hidden, I mean, I don't know if there's been too many hidden gems. Dead Island? Um, kinda, Dead Island, absolutely. I um, think it fell off, because review season kind of started right after Dead Island. Like a few weeks later, yeah. Gears of War 3 hit, and it was off to the races with everything, Batman and all that right, business. Right. I would say uh, Rayman, for sure. Ah, mm-hmm. yes. Um, I would probably say Deus Ex as well. Yeah, um, you're right, I, that... I don't know how hidden these are, but those were like there was that weird period, August September. I mean, Rayman just got buried in a bunch of other releases, but the August September, like Deus Ex, Dead Island, kind of disappeared off a lot of people's radars. They they came out pretty huge, and I mean, they granted awesome games, but um, Bulletstorm, if you missed it the first time around, I mm-hmm. had a lot of fun with it. I recommend that. Yeah, Bulletstorm was uh, Bulletstorm was pretty good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It's a very solid game, and you could probably get it for uh, pretty cheap these days. 
Um, I bet you could too. Another uh, maybe considered gem would be Dark Souls. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. That that wasn't one of those games that was, uh, you know. Um, you know, topping everybody's top five list, although I think it should have been. It was a fantastic game. Um, yeah. Another one uh, was Dead Space 2 that came out really, really in uh, the year last year. Yeah, last January. Um, yeah. And then I don't remember if this came out in 2011, but a game I've actually started playing again um, a lot is Pinball Effects 2. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know. I can't remember if that came out in 2010 or 2011, but um, I know that the Marvel tables came out mm. last year. Um, and for anybody who hasn't played the Pinball, pinball Effects series, it's basically like a physics based uh pinball recre- recreation yeah. but they're able to sort of mix the best of both worlds uh with what looks like a normal pinball table with all these kind of wild outlandish effects so for instance with the marvel tables um you're playing a normal game of pinball but then you've got animated versions of magneto and iron man and um you know all these heroes and they're talking and there's battles and i don't know the those games are super super fun so mm-hmm. yeah I'm a big fan of pinball. I uh, I love Pinbot. I haven't played Pinbot. Oh my god! I played oh, yeah. uh, Pinbot on regular Nintendo <laughs> when I was a kid. Love that game. It's amazing. Pinbot. So yeah, pinball. That is what we're looking forward to in 2012. Is pinball? Well, no, no, no. Well, he, <laughs> she was asking about hidden I know, gems. I'm just kidding. Or year was. I don't know if it's a he or she. It's a lot of disappointing um, games last year. Here is a he. Uh, year is a he. Oh, okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah, year. Um, there were, I mean, and not disappointing games as much as, I mean, there were disappointments. Um, there were also games that just didn't perform well. Like, I would say mm. a huge hidden gem is Shadow of the Damned. Nobody played that. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, man. And same thing with El Shaddai, Ascension of the Metatron. Did you like um, El Shaddai, though? I didn't finish it. I, I think it's hit or miss. I was completely blown away by the art style. Yeah, I agree. Um, it, I did it, not yeah. find the same issues that Colin did. Colin Moriarty, he only does everything on the PlayStation team. He reviewed it for us, and mm-hmm. he found it to be very troublesome. Um, I didn't uh, have the same or come away with it from the same with the same feeling. So um, it was a lot of fun. Um, I didn't finish it though. So um, I thought it was one of the coolest designed games this year. I would also say Child of Eden was another one that could be uh, you know flying under the radar for people. Mm-hmm. That was fun. And yeah, cool looking and awesome. All the games I'm describing just look amazing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Uh, Brandon Kramer is asking, is saying rather, he is seriously considering buying a special Star Wars 360 console if it is ever released. I'm planning on trading in my current Black Elite towards the cost, so it should be affordable. My concern is, will it be worth it with the 720 around the corner? I would love a new Slim and the features of the console as a Star Wars fan, kick ass, but will I even be playing 360 in 36 months? Okay. Star Wars anything you should buy <laughs> that's my philosophy right yeah i was gonna say there's like there's two different uh train tracks here like either you're buying it because you're a star wars fan and want to collect the thing mm-hmm. or you're looking to buy a system until the new system comes out yeah i guess but but your time frame here though uh if you'll be playing a 360 in 36 months 36 months is a decent amount of time um, yeah. to be playing the 360 and i think that's fine um that's you know a, a solid three years of of awesome 360 gaming and you know you're already a fan of the system because you have a, a black elite we don't know the backwards compatibility of the 720 we it's don't true. know the star wars themed possible future bundles of the 720 correct exactly so hey now, if you love r2d2 go for it yeah and the uh and the uh star wars 360 bundle is going to come with a connect so if you don't have a connect yet i mean yeah there you go you got one 
And it's a white connect too. It is. It's yeah, a very it's special it's edition. A beautiful looking connect. Now I will say on the flip side, um, specifically to your question of will you be playing a 360 in 36 months? The other side of that coin is the 720 will undoubtedly be out within the next 36 months. Yeah. So if you're an early adopter mm-hmm. and uh, you're one of those Brandons that has to have the newest thing um, right when it comes out, <laughs> one of play those the newest brands. game. One of those Brandons. You know, because there's <laughs> there's certain types of Brandons out there. Right? Several <laughs> types of Brandons. There's, there's the patient brandons and the brandons the, of all kinds you know that brandon <laughs> down the street that he's content to play his old games and, and wait till something maybe gets marked down a little bit or to to get the bugs worked out or just to see what everybody thinks once it comes out but then there's those other brandons that just line up you know for the midnight launch day one they've got it so we're not quite sure brandons um, are hardcore which Brandon you are, but uh, I will say that uh, pretty confidently within the next three years you're going to be playing a different Xbox or there will Mm -hmm. be one available. So if you're uh, choosing between the two, you might want to wait at least until there's an announcement. Now, we don't know when the the Star Wars 360 is coming out. Yeah, that's another point. Um, So we very well may have an announcement of the 720, Um, maybe not with the time frame, but... um, uh, we may have at least have the first news about it in details before the Star Wars console even comes out. Or maybe the 720 will be all Star Wars all the time. Oh, oh wow. That would be smart. It's they just, just hold it. They it don't just even play Star Wars Connect. Yes. Yeah. That's the only game. <laughs> I, I, Standalone system. It'd be amazing. <laughs> but yeah, if it's a question of money and it's really like, should I buy, should I spend this money, money's tight, that kind of thing, that, I'm, I'm more practical. I'd say no. Like, yeah, play, play well, 360. That's true. It's not, you already have one, so exactly. Yeah. You have your as long as it, it didn't. But then break that begs the question: How big a Star Wars fan am I? Well, that's a whole other question. Like, exactly. what kind of a Star Wars Brandon are you? Not exactly. just a 360 Brandon. So, you know, <laughs> there, there's it's many Brandons scale. at work. We're here. just gonna have to take this conversation offline. <laughs> <laughs> we need a we need a word, Brandon. Alicia would like to know, I am a long-time Nintendo fan who Yay. just acquired an Xbox 360, oh, man. and I don't know what to play. I love Mario, Zelda, and other Nintendo franchises, but I don't have much experience with anything else. I already have and love Catherine and Rayman Origins. Good for you. I really appreciate any of your recommendations. Oh, Alicia, there's so many good games that you are going to have so much fun with. I would say the first thing that you should do is jump into Xbox Live. um, Yes, that's what I was going to say, too. There's so many (laughs) games out there that will appeal to you as a lifelong Nintendo gamer. Totally. Um, I mean, everything from Shadow Complex to Splosion Man to Braid to Limbo. Um, there's also uh, great retail games like Banjo-Kazooie, Nuts and Bolts. Mm-hmm. I think you can actually buy that, um, uh, whatever you call it. Like, on demand. Uh, on games demand. On demand. Yeah. Games on demand. Yeah, it's in there. Um, also, if you're uh, a Castlevania fan, um, Symphony of the Night is there if you want to play that again. Um, oh, but you could also take the leap into 3D sort of God of War-esque um, Castlevania as well and try out Lord of Shadows, which is on 360 and you can't play on your Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. Other Xbox Live games that are good are Trials. Joe Danger. Um, Joe Danger, yeah. I mean, Bastion, Bastion, if absolutely. you like those old school, like, oh, isometric yeah. Super Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. Yep. Bastion, you'll love it. Um, but yeah, Xbox Live Arcade is perfect for a new Nintendo convert. Yeah. So much good stuff. And you can try demos of everything, so make sure you like it before you buy it. Yeah, totally. And uh, another thing, too, um, you mentioned you're a Zelda fan. Uh, you can check out Fable 2. Um, there's, yeah, good call. There's actually a, uh, it's a, it's a free version, right? Of of Fable Two that is on really Xbox yeah Free? of the the full game of Fable Two what you're talking about? I don't know if it's the full game or if it's <laughs> just like a a, a <laughs> teaser where you can buy a la carte stuff 
Uh, we'll Weird. have to look into it. I know yeah, that I, I think, think the think pub games are free now. Um, no, it wasn't pub games. It was the actual Fable 2. I'm curious now. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll have to look into that one. But, <laughs> that's but, weird, though. Yeah, I mean, that's um, an old game. But um, In any case, Fable 2 is definitely big if, if you uh, are a, a Zelda fan. Yeah. And if you're a hard friggin' core Zelda fan, I would say play Dark Souls. Uh, oh. Ooh. I was going to say try Darksiders. Oh, Darksiders too. That yeah, absolutely. Somewhere in the in between. Not as hard as Dark Souls. <laughs> Dark Souls is like Zelda all grown up and really <laughs> yeah. hard, but with no puzzles and no lame side quests where you have to go find eight fucking shards of a key. Want to <laughs> blow your brains out. Sorry, Zelda. I love you. So Indeed. Much. Well, welcome to the club, Alicia. Yeah. yeah. Welcome aboard. Blue blue. And good call on your first two games already, too. Yeah, those are those are awesome ones. Yeah, Rayman's amazing. Cameron next. would like to know, in games, what takes you out of the experience? Like in the games themselves. Uh, in his experience, advertising takes him out. Um, in games like Bionic Commando, all the Pepsi logos everywhere drove him insane. Also, Homefront had NOS advertisements. Um, yeah, what, it, what, takes, what takes us out of the experience when it comes to games? Dumb game mechanics. Yeah. Yep. Where you die for dumb reasons. The <laughs> yes. game's fault. I think uh, lame autosaves, like autosaves that occur too infrequently yeah, are a pain in the ass. Like I hate replaying sequences. It drives me Unskippable cutscenes. Unskippable cutscenes, absolutely. Especially in that regard, when you have to yeah. go back and play a scene again. I don't know. Advertising doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. Like I think the first time I ever noticed yeah. it was Crackdown first used that like rotating billboard sort of thing. Right. And I didn't know what was happening at first. I was like, isn't that a movie that's coming out like next week? Why is that, it? Why mm-hmm. is that in my game? But it didn't take me out of the game. It's just yeah. like I'm running through a city. Of course there's advertisements. I think there are uh, like marketing opportunities that make a lot more sense than just outright advertisements. Like in Saints Row the Third, there's that entire Adult Swim channel. <laughs> the, the radio station that plays nothing but like songs from Adult Swim. Yeah. Which is great. And I mean, it's a nice cross-media way of, of plugging your stuff without being way too invasive. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, there's a way to do it. But, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, some, sometimes ads are, are pretty lame if they, if they mess with the game. But in, in my experience, it's been pretty rare where, they've actually <clears throat> where I've actually noticed that the ad was there. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, games have problems. Yeah. But I, I think... All of the things that you mentioned, uh, I think, are much more detrimental to the breaking that suspension of disbelief than advertising. Yeah. I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. just a bad camera where you can't see something and you die, or I don't know, like even bad voiceover sometimes. Just like, what the hell? Like, didn't anybody yeah. listen to this like before right. they put it in the game? Like <laughs> all the shooting sequences in the Uncharted series. <laughs> well, those, and then also, I mean, the, the the fleeing moments where the camera spins around and you're trying oh, to <laughs> you're trying to direct Drake at you, and it's the controls are backwards. That's a whole podcast yeah, podcast in itself. And it's you, garbage, you know. And you're like, yeah, I don't know where I'm going. Sure, glad and that's it's, not on Xbox. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I have to turn this corner, but I didn't know the corner was there. I was supposed to jump through that thing, but I couldn't see it because my face is the camera. <laughs> Indeed, but yeah, totally, totally lame. George would like to know, or George would like to tell us rather, he's never played a JRPG before. He has a 360, and he's looking to get into one. The problem is he enjoys fast-paced games, so he doesn't think Final Fantasy 13 would be, you know, within the realm of something he'd want to get. He really has no idea. Maybe Star Ocean. What do we think? Um, 
I just see this kind of juxtaposition there. You like you want a fast-paced game, but you want to try JRPGs. I don't think they always go hand in hand. But I've been kind of off-the-wall suggestion. Kind of crazy story. I don't know if you guys ever played it. Near. Near. Yeah, I did play Near. Like the combat's pretty fast-paced in that. Yeah. Like especially I mean, when you're running through the world, like the crazy kind of fights pop up. You got to learn, you know, dodging and combos yeah. and all that business. Near took a while to grow on me. I mean, yeah. It's I've, a weird game, but yeah, it doesn't make the best first impression. Nah, that's true. It might be a tough one, but that one's pretty fast-paced. Yeah. Outside of the crazy weird story. And you're <laughs> you're considering Final Fantasy 13 to be out of the question, but that's actually in in terms of RPGs, it's very uh it's very fast-paced. Yeah. Like uh it moves pretty quickly. It's everything that you do is time-based and there's kind of a, a rhythm to it that uh, is really important to get into, especially in some of the later boss fights. So I, I consider that one to be a bit more fast-paced, at least in terms of the combat. Um, Star Ocean is, you know, okay. It's not 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 amazing. I mean, I, I played the original Star Ocean games way back when. and uh, Well, not the Super Nintendo one that never <laughs> came out here. I was too young to start importing that stuff. But, um, yeah, I mean, Star Ocean wasn't super awesome for me. Um, something you might want to consider if you're looking to get into like a really cool exclusive Xbox 360 JRPG experience, um, you can check out something like uh, the Mistwalker games. Um, look up uh, Blue Dragon yeah. or uh, Blue Dragon's Lost super cheap these days. Yeah, I think you can get it probably for ten bucks or less. Yeah, and those are those are I I I love them. I thought they were I love great. the art style. They're a lot Blue of Dragon fun, especially. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Or wait a few weeks. Um, Final Fantasy thirteen two is coming. There you go. From all the previews I've read, I haven't played it yet, but it sounds like um, it fixed a lot of the problems of thirteen. It sounds like it's much more hands-on and action-oriented. Like you get control of the map and what you want to do with it much yeah. sooner than the other ones. So wait and hear uh, our impressions coming up in a few weeks here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean... Those types of games, uh, there's there's not a huge collection of JRPGs on 360 as it is. So to try and find one that's super actiony too, that's that's tough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you may you may need to take one uh, or the other because uh, there's lots of great JRPGs. Like I would yeah. I, I would definitely direct you to like Eternal Sonata and Tales Absolutely. of Vesperia. Yeah. I was just gonna say if um, if uh, if um, uh, Star Ocean draws you in any way, I would recommend. Um, uh, Eternal Sonata, also by Triace, the guys who developed. But you might want to um, you might want to play a little bit of Star Ocean and then just play some Devil May Cry to get the action stuff out <laughs> Mix of you it up or a little bit. You know, there you go. Either that or you know, heaven forbid, you might want to try a different platform. Uh, PlayStation has amazing um, JRPGs, so. I know, heaven forbid that I just said that. What have you done? <laughs> what did you say? Play Threats of Fate. There you go. Isaac says, guys, aren't you totally excited about XCOM? I never played the original, but I've heard a lot of great things. Pretty much, I love good games where you have to make tough choices that really matter. That said, have we heard anything about the game? Or does he have the release date wrong? Uh, It's been silent for a while. Yeah. They went silent for like a year, then it showed up at E3 last year. Mm -hmm. And I think they've been silent ever since again. Well, they were at PAX, too. Oh, they were. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, you know, this is, uh, again, one of these series reboots. Um, it's not quite as drastic as Human Revolution was for Deus Ex, but it is kind of taking the Deus Ex um, formula and putting it onto XCOM. I think um, it is pretty drastic. Well, no, well I, I guess I said that wrong. It's way, it's way more drastic. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I said that backwards. Hello. That's okay. That's um, okay. So it's way more drastic than <laughs> the reboot uh, of uh, Human Revolution. So, I mean, the, so XCOM was a completely different game. This is now a tactical first-person shooter that is going in the direction of Deus Ex. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't. He didn't re- uh, mention a release date. Uh, here, I think so. you're just thinking it's coming out this year. Well, it, right? it's dated like, for March 6th right now. Yeah, um, we it's haven't heard anything on it in a while, so our guess is it's going to get moved. Yeah. Um, so from what we've seen of it, it's um, it's a little bit similar to like what they're doing with Syndicate. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that they're they're sort of. Uh, Publishers are smartly mining this old IP and sort of reinvigorating it for uh, today's consumer, which uh, largely enjoys shooters. And um, but I think by giving it a little bit more uh, pacing strategy and um, making it more tactical, so it's not just this run and gun, shoot everything up. Mm-hmm. Um, it adds a little bit more um, to the experience, and uh, you know they're able to tie the story. And I don't know. Um, it, how well it's going to translate? We exactly. Haven't, we haven't seen enough of it, you know, recently. So from what yeah. I saw of it, like the art style is awesome. Like mm-hmm. they really nailed the like '50s look, the suits and the hats and that kind of style. And um, they definitely. I think the first time they showed it was just a straight shooter, like you just go run, shoot things. But now yeah. it's like very much like stop. All right, you teammate, go do this, shoot this there, like deal with this situation in that way. So it's much more like almost turn-based in how you're dealing with your team to do everything. But yeah, like Casey said, we haven't seen that much of it yet, so right. it's really hard to say. Yeah, that, That's one of those games that's on the radar for this year that mm-hmm. we know that we're going to hear more about. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, so look for more information soon on XCOM, Isaac. But to answer your question, yeah, we are pretty excited about it. It, it does look pretty awesome. Okay, that does it for emails, guys. Um, let's move on to MBKs. Will would like to know, Catherine with a C, Catherine <laughs> with a K, or Zoe from Left 4 Dead? Oh, man. How about we marry Catherine with a C, boff Zoe, and kill Catherine with a K? Yeah, oh, man. man, that's perfect. Right? That's ballsy. Yeah. yeah. So that's your vote, too? Yeah, that's exactly what I put. Uh, I would... Because Catherine with a K, she's the, the bitch, right? Well... It depends on how you play. Okay, but. I shouldn't say it. Let me, let me back up. She's the one that's presented at the beginning. She's the brunette with the glasses yes, that's trying that, to control your life. Exactly. Yeah, that's a bitch. <laughs> Translation. I would, did I, I, would, did uh, I get that wrong? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I would marry Zoe, um, boff Catherine with a C, and kill Catherine with a K. So, okay. there you go. Uh, Steven likes to know Eminem, Kanye West, or Jay-Z. Interesting. Uh... How about Mary Jay-Z? Boff, Kanye West, kill Eminem. Oh, wow. I would marry Jay-Z, uh, boff Eminem, and kill Kanye. I would uh, marry Jay-Z because he's got all that money. And he just seems like a provider. You yeah. Know? Family he's, man. He's got a fashion line. Um, <laughs> beast in the game, <laughs> I'd, man. I'd boff Eminem and uh, definitely kill Kanye West. There you go. Kanye West is so goddamn annoying. He's pretty annoying. He's got some good he's, jams. He's lightened though. up recently. He's got though. some good jams. Yeah, I'm, I wouldn't deny that he's a, a great, great hip hop artist. Hip artist. If we're talking personality wise, yeah, maybe. God, yeah. Might have he to take just, him out. He just rubs me the wrong way. Evil Intent, great name. Uh, would like to know Bayonetta, Blood Rain, or Zero Suit Samus. Hmm. Let's see. Mary Samus, Boff Bayonetta, kill Blood Rain. Oh no. Oh wow. I would definitely marry Samus. I think I've been in love with her forever. So, Yay. yep. Um, I would uh, probably boff Bloodrain because I've just, yeah. And then Bayonetta, <laughs> she's the newcomer, so and she's got those weird feet. She's I don't so know. Weird. I'm not a foot person, so she's a she's a wacko. I so. agree with you. Yeah, I'm. I'll do that. Zero suit Samus, marry, uh, boff Bloodrain, like redheads, and kill Bayonetta. Oh. 
She's just yeah, she's just too goddamn weird. Like <laughs> that's why know. you don't she, marry her. She creeps me out. Uh, Justin says, "Ooh, Justin's got two for us." Oh. Uh, Joe Danger, Charles HD, or Excite Bike. Ooh. Um, marry Joe Danger in that order. Marry right. Joe Danger, Boff Trials, kill Excite Bike. What? Are you yeah, serious? Can't kill I'm serious. Bike. How would you kill? Oh, that's terrible. I would marry Excite Bike. I would uh, boff Joe Danger, and I would kill Trials because it's so fucking hard. It's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard and so good. Screw yeah, I'm with Casey on this one. Same order. <laughs> so his second, his what second about one. Excite is, Truck. Excite Truck. Does that change things? Excite. Kill it. Right? Uh, Excite Truck was really fun. <laughs> yeah, Are you fun. talking about the Wii launch title? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, come on, that was fun. I don't know. That's better than Tony Hawk Downhill Jam. Good point. Okay, maybe. All right. All right. Uh, Desmond, Ezio, Altair. Kill Desmond. Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, <laughs> 100%. <Desmond>. 100%. <laughs> I don't know. I think this one's uh, in backwards order. I think it's Kill, Boff, Mary. Yeah, okay. Right? Because Ezio's the, the lover. So. You've got to boff Ezio. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> There's no question there. And then Altair, you know, he's the old standby. You marry him. Yeah. He's a good guy. Yep. There you go. That was a trap, Justin. He tried to get, get us to play into it, and we did not see <laughs> yeah. him. It's a trap. <laughs> no, it's a trap. Jason says, oh, we got we got Jays going on. Uh, Jason says, Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man, Junior Pac-Man. <laughs> yes, in that order. In that order? Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I'm with him. In that order. Okay. Done. And Jesse, rounding out the Jays, would like to know Red Dead Redemption, Undead Nightmare, or Call of Juarez. And same thing. <laughs> same order, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You'd fully marry Red Dead, then you'd you'd boff Undead. Undead was and then great. Just, just kill, jettison, burn <laughs> Call of Juarez. Uh, I am I am married to Red Dead Redemption, actually, so this works. <laughs> well, and, you're you were holding a marriage certificate. Nah, that's right. That's right I, here. It's I, in my I, hand. I'm being really down on Call of Juarez, but no, it wasn't that good. Compared to Red Dead. Come on, so. it wasn't that good. No, I don't. Just, just be honest. The cartel kind of backwards made the one other ones worse. That's right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just be honest. It's not that, well, Bound in Blood was probably one of the better Call of Juarez games. It was. I, probably the best Call of Juarez game, but I don't know. It just didn't, still didn't do it for me. Um, okay, that does it for MBKs. Oh, um, if you have any more... Um, questions or mbks or you just want to shoot the shit with us send us a message at unlocked at ign.com remember to keep your emails short and sweet so we can try to get to them on the podcast conversely you can hit us up on twitter at unlocked at p eichmann's at lynchtacular at ign and myself at steven underscore hopper and our meta achievement for today is what you you tell us your most anticipated game of the year exactly let us know which game you are most looking forward to in 2012 and uh, how much is that worth, Pete? I don't know. Ten points. Ten it's points. an easy email. That's a good one. Why don't we throw in an extra one, too, if they want to overachieve your, your favorite Christian Slater film? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's just going to say Gleaming the Cube. Oh, no way, dude. Pump up the volume. <laughs> Heathers. <laughs> oh, Heathers. Yeah, there it is. Wait, does, does Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, does that count? It does. <laughs> how Great. Much, how much is the Christian Slater uh, email worth? <laughs> That's got to be worth 30. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, so, you can so, win yourself a cool 40 points this week. So, folks, yeah, for a full 40, answer both questions. But only if you're an overachiever and you know who the hell Christian Slater is. <laughs> Most of Has our he become irrelevant? Uh, well, he's pretty he's irrelevant. Old, though. He's pretty I mean, old. He was now. on that TV show recently. I don't remember oh, what it was. Oh, yeah. The one about, no, not the lying one. That was the other guy. Um, something. One of those like crime shows, right? I'm picturing his squinty eyes right now. It was similar to what they did for Patrick Swayze right before he died, but Kristen Slater just wasn't dying, only his career was dying. (laughs) His career is dead and buried. 
All right, guys. Well, that does it for the podcast. Thank you, Locksmiths, and thank you very much for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bleep, bloop. Bleep, bloop.